0: think we're missing a few people, aren't we? Should, we? should we wait? Oh, yeah. You're the smart ones who remembered to bump your clocks forward an hour. We're missing, uh, Mar- where's Marilyn and Ira? They're here. Yeah, They're having a conference in the women's conference room. Siri, I don't want to talk to you. Here we go. Whew. Wow. Everybody been doing good? You all having a good week so far? Just started this morning, so it's a brand new week, in case you didn't know that. Was your? I should have asked, was your week last week good? Did you all do okay with a little bit of snow, a little sprinkle that we got, the little bit of ice? chilly days. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Wow. Just got to look at y'all for a second. Yeah. Happy birthday. No, no, no. 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 Oh. In a hot flash. <laughs> Speech? Well, 51 years ago today, I know what my mother was doing. <laughs> she wasn't screaming because I was a C section baby, you know, which explains the perfectly round head, although, no, there's lumps and stuff. You can usually tell C section babies versus the natural born ones. So I've heard, yeah. All right, thank you. Yes, fifty-one. Maybe I should read Psalm fifty-one, Isaiah fifty-one. There's probably something there for me. Yeah, awesome. You guys ready for some worship this morning? I just really feel like I. I, Oh, do we? Is this is this a good setup? Do we need to shake it up a little bit? You guys are so dearly loved. We just don't want you to distract each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, okay. (laughs) I don't know, I feel like I'm just stuck, not stuck in a bad way, I'm just like soaking for a moment here. No, I'm not soaking myself, by the way. Just soaking. my gosh, this is weird. Oh, you know, the Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is not about eating and drinking. It's not about whether you're a vegetarian or a meat eater. It's not whether you eat pork or don't eat pork. It's not whether you drink wine or you abstain from wine. It's not a matter of eating and drinking. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. There's something about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. It is about righteousness, peace, and joy. Those are like the three main elements of the kingdom that are good indicators for us, where we're at with our focus, with really walking in the reality that we are a kingdom people, that the kingdom of heaven is actually within you. It's that righteousness of God, And when I say righteousness, that's not us trying to become righteous on our own works. It's it's about us walking in the righteousness of Christ. Because the Bible tells us, there is no one righteous. No, not even one. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all fallen short. We've missed the mark. But the Bible goes on and tells us, but we have been justified Freely, justified, just as if I had never sinned. Justified freely through the redemptive work of Jesus on the cross. So, when the kingdom of heaven is about righteousness, it's not about your righteousness, it's about you walking in His righteousness. It's about you breaking off all shame, all condemnation, and fully receiving what Jesus paid for on the cross. He paid for us. To have credited to our account full righteousness and peace. peace The peace of God that goes beyond our understanding and that guards our hearts and our minds as we put our faith in Jesus. He wants us to have peace. He wants to give you peace. And joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Holy Spirit. There's something about when the Holy Spirit comes, when the Holy Spirit begins to move, when the Holy Spirit begins to flood your body with His presence and saturates your thinking and your emotions. Sometimes it may result in weeping. It's like a sweet brokenness before the Lord. It's not weeping because of how horrible you've been or how bad your mistakes were. It's Sometimes it's just weeping and knowing that he's so good and merciful and he loves you so much and yet we don't we know we don't deserve it but he still brings us into it anyway. That's just how good he is. So this morning as we get ready to worship, I just feel like I feel like it would be really fun just to share a couple testimonies about people who have experienced extreme measures of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Because I believe that this morning as we worship, our Father, our Daddy God, who is a good, good Father, loves to give good gifts to His children. And how much more does He want to give the Holy Spirit to us? How much more does He want us to just experience the release of, and the outpouring, and the flooding, and the saturation of his presence. That is part of our inheritance. That's what Jesus died for. You know, I missed out on Toronto 25 years ago when Randy Clark came to a church, a little vineyard church, and 120 people in that church experienced what became the Toronto blessing where thousands of people all around the world flew in and... Walked into this atmosphere of the presence of God, just pouring, majorly pouring out. People laughed. People cried. People got stuck to the floor, like magnetized to the floor. If you guys have never heard Galen share this before, a lot of you have. Um, he just shared about this at Global Legacy this last week in Port Orchard. He said that when he went to Toronto, he was the presence of God came over him, and he was stuck to the floor for hours. And it was like a roto-rooter of the Holy Spirit going in and out of his brain, breaking things off. He didn't go into detail about what God was doing, but it was so deep that when he got home, Danette looked at him and she was actually scared because she knew something powerful happened. This is what John Arnott, John and Carol Arnott, are the leaders of that, that little vineyard church at one time, the Toronto Vineyard Church or Airport Vineyard which is now Catch the Fire. It's the, the place where that all started. This is what he said. This is 1994, January, 25 years ago this January. But the outpouring didn't look quite like we thought it would. We had been praying for God to move and had assumed that, he, that we would see people saved and healed. But when ministry time came, everything exploded. God's power and anointing were ramped up From anything we'd ever seen, we weren't doing anything different. They weren't doing anything different. But the Father's blessing fell on the 120 people attending that Thursday night meeting, January 20th, 1994. It hadn't occurred to us that God would throw a massive party where people would laugh, they would roll, they would cry, and become so empowered that emotional hurts from childhood would just lift off. There's not one person in this room who has escaped emotional hurts from childhood. Some extreme degrees, some maybe not. But to each one of us, those things made an impact on who you are today. And God cares about your heart so much. He wants you to experience freedom. He wants to lift that stuff off you because he's got something so good for each one of us. He's got something so good for you. Some people were so overcome physically by God's power that they had to be carried out. Heidi Baker. This will be the last one that I read here. Heidi Baker, if you don't know who she is, just uh, YouTube her sometime. YouTube her, Heidi Baker's testimony from Toronto. Heidi Baker was so desperate for God's touch that in the middle of Randy Clark's message she ran up to the front of the church before thousands of watching eyes knelt at the altar, lifted her hands and started crying out in desperation. Randy saw what the Holy Spirit was doing in this woman and responded. He asked Heidi Baker, God wants to know, do you want the nation of Mozambique? And she screamed aloud, yes! Heidi had been exhausted and ill, but now The fire of God began coursing through her veins, reflecting on this transformative experience. This is what she said. The power of God hit me like lightning. I vibrated and screamed for seven days and seven nights after that. I felt the presence of God so intensely that I was disabled. I was unable to walk, talk, or move. Many people laughed. There was nothing funny about it to me. It was a powerful and holy time. So, people like me, we, I hear about things that happened 25 years ago. I hear about things that happened at Bethel Church, maybe not so long ago, 15, 10 years ago. There was a, a renewal happening where people would come to Bethel Church in Reading and they would get in the ministry prayer lines. Now they just do fire tunnels, but they used to do prayer lines where you could get ministry and people would drop out constantly and they would shake and they would have an experience an encounter with the presence of God and they would go home and the same things were happening wherever they when they got back to their own churches same thing with with the Toronto experience that's what happened with Galen when he went to Toronto and came back to his church in Oregon something was released in his church But I'm not going to look backwards and grieve that I missed out on something because he's so good and he always saves the best for the last. When Jesus did his first miracle, the wedding at Cana, and they ran out of wine and his mother said, can you help them? And he's like, woman, it's not my time. He hadn't done any public miracles at that point. Maybe he did it around the dinner table at home with Joseph and Mary. Who knows? But all we know is he said, go get these big vessels of water. And he prayed, and they turned into wine. And when they took some of that wine to the, to the master of the event, he tasted it, and he's like, most people bring out the best wine first, then they bring out the cheap wine once everyone's drunk but you saved the best wine for last. The Bible tells us that in the last days, God said he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. The outpouring of the spirit is what Jesus paid for. Tammy and I had a couple in our house I know this is turning into a preach before the preach, but Tammy and I... Thank you, Amy. <laughs> I need that encouragement sometimes. So Tammy and I had this older couple in our house a few years ago. And they were so sweet. They're so full of history and testimony of things that God had done in their lives. And they talked about people that they knew in the church world that were more traditional, mainstream um, denominations. They weren't like charismatic Pentecostal. That was before a lot of that moved into the church and and a renewal was happening in the 60s and 50s. But she said that so and so was a man of God and preached and then he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And her smile on her face, she's just like, it was like, oh. Then she received then he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I feel like this morning that our dad, our father, wants to give us a fresh baptism in his Holy Spirit. He just wants to wash over us. He wants to give you more, he wants to lift off the stuff that's weighing you down. He wants to bring you up into a new level of walking with him. He wants to come and remove shame and guilt and condemnation. When Jesus comes into the room, condemnation leaves. We we get conviction, but conviction is different than condemnation. Conviction says you're doing something that's wrong. Condemnation says you are something that is wrong. And Jesus comes into the room and he says, that is not who you are that is not who I've called you to be. You're my son. You're my daughter. You were meant for royalty. You were meant to rule and reign in life through Jesus, through your faith in Christ Jesus. You were born to reign in life over the stuff that weighs you down. So, as we get ready to worship, why don't you guys stand up. Second Samuel 14:14. 14, 14. I've never read this verse before. I mean, maybe I've read it, but I don't remember it, but someone at the conference over the weekend uh, brought this one to, to my attention, to all of our attention. Second Samuel 14:14. 14, 14. It's easy to remember, 14s. "God will not take away life, and he devises means so that the banished one will not remain an outcast." I'll just read it again. God will not take away life. And he devices means, he devices a way, he makes a way so that the banished one will not remain an outcast. His heart is that anyone who is feeling like they have been banished, that they have been an outcast, that they have been pushed off into the outer limits of darkness, believing a lie that God doesn't want anything to do with them those are the ones that he is going after. He is that good father that we read about in the prodigal son story who's waiting and longing for his son or daughter to come home. And when you you just begin to walk back thinking you're going to come and just offer yourself as as the lowest of lowest slaves he runs out with a ring and a robe he's the one that runs out and wraps his arms around you. He's the one who says you're my son welcome home everything I have is yours this is what you were born for. You're not born to be an orphan, a castaway. You were born to be his son, his daughter. So let's pray, and then we're going to worship. <laughs> yeah. Would you guys just close your eyes if you want? You can put your hands out in front of you. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come and just flood this room this morning. Come and saturate each one of us with your grace and your love. Come and break in on us in ways that we've never had you break in before. We invite you this morning. We say come as we worship, as we lift up songs this morning as we sing out these declarations of who you are and who you say we are. We just say, come and let our worship be like a throne. Let us build a throne for you this morning to come and sit on and rule and reign over this gathering. And let our worship release something into the atmosphere, not only in this place, but over our city this morning. Jesus, it's our desire to see your name glorified and lifted high it's our desire to see your people shining brightly like a city set on a hill where those who are hopeless will come and they will find hope those who are walking in darkness will come and they will receive light and life the light the light of life they will know you so we say this morning holy spirit come and flood us come and inhabit our praises we thank you for the blood of jesus We thank you for the sacrifice that made all of this possible. We thank you for the fact that your cross and your blood poured out for us, purchased an inheritance for us, the great inheritance of the saints. And we pray this morning that you would open up that inheritance and you would release it over this this gathering. In Jesus' name, we celebrate you. you. God,
1: God, we just thank you that we get to come and stand in your presence. God, that we can stand surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, the the angels. God, and we can stand with those in heaven who are just worshiping you, God, because you deserve all the glory. God, we thank you that we can just bask in your presence, God. We thank you that you just love us to come and and be in your presence and be filled with your joy and your hope and your life. God, we just love your name. We bless you and we thank you for this time. God, we just pray that you would continue this time. God, to fill us with your joy. God, fill us with your wisdom. God, fill us with whatever it is we need this morning. God, come and, and as God speaks, that just reveal to us what needs to be revealed. God, let something click in our hearts and in our minds. God, a revelation from you of what we need for today, what we need for our lives right now. God, we just look forward to it. God, we look forward in anticipation to what you're going to impart to us this morning through Scott. We just pray that you would just bless this time and come to you with open hearts and open minds, God. Amen. anybody have anything the Lord's put on their heart to share? Anybody from the ministry team?
2: Thank you. Um, I just felt like the weight of his glory today, You could just it was almost like you could cut it. Just feel it in the atmosphere. <clears throat> I wanted to say happy birthday to Scott. We love you glad to celebrate your birthday excuse me so I had a dream about you last night and I'm going to share it I shared it with a couple of other people and they felt that it was a good thing to share so um, there was a church and it was unidentified and um, I observed you being out in the yard um, the churchyard and there was a stump there it wasn't freshly cut and it was kind of pulpy and kind of falling apart. And as I came over, because you were examining it, and there were like walnuts in the stump, and like they were part of the stump. And you were kind of poking at it and you said, I wonder if these are any good, I wonder if these are viable. And so you and I, I reached down too and we kind of dug around and got the walnuts out. And all of a sudden, as we're kind of wondering about that and looked up, there was Pastor Steve. And uh, he said, let me see those. I know, ah, funny, huh? There was Pastor Steve and he said, let me see those. So we handed our walnuts to him and the, the, the outer shell, the hull of it was still really, really hard. It wasn't like disintegrating. And so he cracked them open and he said, these are viable, this is good fruit. And so then, um, as I was thinking about it further, and all of a sudden my dream changed, and I saw cheese. (laughs) I remember kind of laughing in my cheese, because I knew it was from the Lord, and I said, Lord, what is this? And what came to me was um, processes, you know, they process cheese. I don't know what that means to anything, but um, if there's anyone that would like to share anything from that, um, from what I saw in my dream, I think that it's I felt like it was something that was really, really good, and I think felt that like it was something that was like um, either a message or a breakthrough, although I'm not really good at interpreting what it was. So, Connie?
3: Well, you're first in line, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think maybe Marilyn should share hers because um, the Lord gave an interpretation to us about the stump, and that's a blessing for you. So, Marilyn, you want to share your dream?
4: I also have some declarations for you. <laughs> Just happened to have. Um, to tie into the, the walnut, um, walnuts are very big in the Greek community and they grow well in our country. And walnuts are sturdy and hard. They are a, a beautiful hard wood when they're cut, make beautiful, beautiful furniture. But growing up, um, if you wanted a snack, you grabbed walnuts. You also, if you had to get them fresh off the tree, know that you had to put a lot of muscle into getting to the meat of it. And I think that that's a piece of a new season coming um, for you as our, as our headship, if you will, and, and just the future of, of legacy. And, um, My yaya, my grandmother, um, if there was ever a scratch on any piece of wood, um, she would go get a a walnut out of the refrigerator and she'd bite on it and it would open up to the meat inside and she would take that and the oil, the lathi, the oil in it, she would rub into that, the scratch on the wood and it would fill it and the blemish was gone. And I just believe that that's an interpretation of Holy Spirit. It's for you and for I to know that no matter what dent and scratch we have, he's metadondia, with his holy teeth, he breaks into the hardness of whatever it is, that walnut, and smooths us out and fills in those spaces that we have been so scarred. If you heard me, I got hit with holy laughter back there this morning. I make no apologies, and I'm sorry y'all just didn't get in on it, because I went places, wow, it was so much fun. So much fun, Um, but maybe that's a whole nother story. But it was fun, oh my gosh. Okay, so um, yesterday uh, I came home exhausted. I threw a baby shower for my daughter and we had 60 women and you know, all that it takes to do all that. And I just couldn't wait to go to bed. And it was like, wow, of all the days that we jumped forward, right? Because this old lady needs her sleep. So I'm sound asleep and if you know me, you could have a party in our house and I wouldn't hear a thing. At 11 this morning, ta-da, I roll over and look at my clock. Oh, wow, 1.11, whatever that is. I hug a pillow. Well, at 2.34, ta-da, I'm wide awake again looking at my clock. At 3.56, ta-da, And I'm like, Lord, you're not calling me out of bed. I'm not feeling like this is, you know, watchman hour, watchman on the wall. What is this about? No answer. Until 444 hits. And I'm like, oh, 444. Ta-da. And then the last one was 505. And I'm just kind of like, okay, God, could you just give me a clue? Tell me there was a purpose behind this, you know? (laughs) And he said, get up and go write. So I got out of bed, started to write, and he said, this is for for Pastor Scott. Okay, the the, the 111s, that's a threefold chord of the Almighty who's number one. It also stands for unity for strength, for being first. And being first, I'm not sure yet how that correlates with us, but I think that there will be a a uniqueness within this body. And I think that we, in unity, we will also be unifying with churches in our Kitsap County areas. And I think that that's that's why it was the one, 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 the, the, the threefold and the mightiness of it. I think it ties into Naira's piece too because I believe that many that came out of that church came out with some dents and some wounds and some scratches. It did not change the core of who they are and not a hardness but the sturdiness of of leadership. Um, The second one that at 2.34 (laughs) a.m. Um, Two, he wrote out, um, a double witness of truth establishes direction. If you're establishing direction, you're establishing something new. I don't need to establish a direction if I already know where I'm going. But if I need to establish a direction, it means map quest. It means tell me how I get there. It means show me, teach me. And so I believe that that um, that two three four is about establishing some new directions out of the old and into the new. <clears throat> I also found it interesting that it was two three four, so it's just there's no sequential breaks there. We start with a one 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 and we go right into two three four. The three standing for divine fullness perfection. Um, it also spoke about a, a, a camel and I just cracked up, because I love to do a camel call. Not sure I can do it with my throat this morning. But it's it's a Jewish symbolism for being lifted up, for being elevated to a new level of authority. And I believe that that is on you now. Uh, When we went to the um, conference a couple weeks ago, I loved it, I loved every minute of it, and I say this with tenderness from my heart, if any if there was one to steal the show, I think I think you did, Scott. And it's not that it's you know, I'm Mama Marilyn and I'm, you know, partial. Oh, okay. But the sincerity and the honesty is a whole lot more than a spoken word. Now I got a lot, don't misunderstand me. But I'm just saying you have that that on you. And and there's a uniqueness with it because it still brings you to a tender tear. Are you hearing me? We are blessed, we're so, so blessed. Um, So when you see camels, and I don't mean go buy a pack, (laughs) the however is when you see a camel, it's a sign to pray for him because he's going into a new season and new elevation which means he's gonna have to establish new ways. Are you seeing the picture and putting it together? You getting something there? Oh, you're just still lifting up, okay. Um, So then Deuteronomy 19.15, number three can mean a completed witness. Two witnesses are enough to establish truth. Tammy and I can say, yep, yep, we saw that guy run that way and he had on a black hat. Okay, so they're believing us because there's two of us, not just my word against somebody else's word. But the number three brings completeness, clarity, and shape. So if there's three of us, if they interview Amy and she says, yep, I saw the same guy, same black hat, now bam, nobody's gonna debate it until proven otherwise. So the number three also gives shape. If I have two um, sticks, two pencils, whatever, I can't make much with that. I could make a line. I, but if I have three of them, I can make a triangle. So that, that's, a, that's a powerful, powerful piece because the three, it's not just a witness. You are going to create a visual. You're going to create a picture. You're going to create a model I don't want to say church, but a model of a living, breathing new entity that folks out there have been looking for and longing for. And it's coming out of here, it's being birthed here. The four talks of creation of the earth when it was finished on the fourth day. So it's the four means that the, the creation will be completed here. It will be, I don't know about this physical room, but it will be created here. And then, um, let me see here. And it also refers to divine, di- divine fullness, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The five is always about grace and favor, but it's about revelation as well. And um, so that's part of the declaration over you. And God breathed interpretations and inspirations. And and the freedom that we have here through our leadership to allow Holy Spirit to just have his way. And that you have found tremendous favor with the Father. Tremendous favor. The six represents man that we were created on the sixth day. It's a a connector like the word and. So when you say, you know, I went to the store and I bought, you know, that kind of a connecting piece So the sixth and the man in the sixth day, he is the the head, if you will. He is teaching, he is preaching, and his people will follow. Okay, I don't mean blindly, I don't mean that at all. But with the wisdom, the impartation, not two witnesses, but three, we will have a like-minded heart and vision for where we're going. The unity will be here, and we will come together as one to do what the father wants, and we will be strong in what we're doing, because he said we are a three-fold chord here. He has not mistaken any of this, okay? Um, the four, four, four was an easy one for me to remember, but four is about creation. And it's about the earth. And it says there's four beasts around the throne representing creation. Revelations 4.6, the four Gospels. Talks about the lion, the man, the eagle, and the ox. So if you're looking for something to study this week, pick those four and just do a little scan on them. There's four colors to the curtains of the tabernacle of Moses. There's purple. Thought I'd try a new color today. How am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) which stands for Behold Our King. Scarlet says Behold the Servant. White says Behold the Son of Man. And blue, Behold the Son of God. And I cracked up because you're all in blue. Behold the Son of God. And it also refers to inheritances. And so Psalms 4 and Matthew 5, 5, 5-5. And then um, the 505 this morning one, 5 is for grace and favor. And grace and favor are talked about in the Bible 316 times. So it's it's a biggie to God. Talks about rescuing us and setting captives free. And I think that's a big heart of the people that are here. And um, talked about Ruth and Boaz and Moses and David and all of that. Um, but a lot about humanity and the grace that's needed. So if I could just get you to pop up here for just a second. I'd like to just... Do a little declaring, if I can do this without tripping. Um, You know what, would you come stand over here for me? (laughs) Oh no, I'm just going to lay my hand on you, I I had to kind of wrote it out. Okay, I need you to face me. Sorry folks, but you can just put your hands out, okay? (laughs) So Pastor Scott... We declare in Jesus' name his mighty unity over you. We declare his strength in you, his wisdom. We declare revelation of new truths as you take us in you, Lord, take us in new directions. Lord, may the camel spirit within Scott show him and remind him that he is high and lifted up, elevated now into new levels of authority and completeness. And Father, we thank you that you will teach him how to ride that camel smoothly. That, Father, he will be lifted up, he will be elevated, and he will use his authority with wisdom, Father, and in your leading. I thank you, Lord, that you will finish what you have been asked. What he, you will finish in him what you want him to do, what you want him to create. Father, I declare fresh favor and grace. I also declare over him new Holy Spirit encounters, Encounters like he's not experienced before. Father, I thank you that you created man. And that in this man, Father, you have created a great leader. Who has vision and brings forth that new creation in and through each of us. And all that you call together for your plan here. And Father, that in this, this church will draw men and women who are lost and are wounded. And that we, Father, in your leading and under his authority here, will set the lost and the captive free. So we declare now this amazing, wonderful birthday present over your amazing and wonderful son, Scott. Amen and amen. Tammy, would you
3: mind? Um, so the Lord gave us in, in Naira's dream that there was a stump and, him, and um, so in Isaiah 11 I believe he wants to pray this spoken over you um, Scott it's from the branch of, from Jesse it's Jesus' verse but he's given it to you a shoot will come up and if everybody wants to put your hands toward Scott Let's just blow him out of the room. (laughs) A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes, or decide what he hears with his ears, but with this is strong. But with righteousness he will judge the needy; with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will stay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. Lord, by your word, we just thank you for the anointing. We thank you that it's full and it's rich and it's growing in Scott and in Tammy and their family, Lord. We just bless him today. We just ask from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, you seal these words, Lord. In his mind, in his spirit, flows out streams of living waters. We thank you, Lord, for him and for sharing him with us, Lord. We just bless him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen and amen.
2: Scott, you have favor because you sow in the Spirit. You demonstrate his love and his power to other people, and you walk in that. So I put the lighthouse out today because you are that light. You're that glory bearer. He wants to increase that in you. You will begin to see more and more fruit of that. Anybody? Anybody else have a word? Amy does.
5: just have a real brief one. Excuse me. Um, I just wanted to encourage you. I feel like I was... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hello. Can you hear me now? Oh, sorry about that. I wanted to encourage you this week. I was joking with some folks I was filling trying to get filled up and listen to podcasts and anyway and then I was in the kitchen I told Julia this I was in the kitchen and um, this story is stupid because I thought of like a 2000 rap song so I started singing this really inappropriate rap song at the island it was a really proud mom moment but my kids <laughs> were just laughing at me like you're so weird mom but I, <clears throat> I liked the moment of the balance my friend she joked with me like there's a funny balance in, your, in the humor and the reality with my kiddos. <clears throat> and I feel like that's there with you guys, that you want all of Jesus, and, but you want the reality and the joy in the midst of that. And so I just want to just declare that continued over you as growth comes um, and in, just increased boldness because I believe that what you're speaking Sometimes, as we've talked, like there's a there's a tentativeness, but it 's so good. I just want to get behind you and push you know and I've said that to you before, and I want to turn up the volume or turn up the boldness because God has given you wisdom to speak in a very real um, powerful yet tender way you're very real and um, approachable it's just authentic and vulnerable, and I think that I think that is more powerful as what Miss Marilyn was saying too. And so I just think all of that good stuff that God has stirred within you and just add increased boldness to that. So we just want to declare that over you today. I'm just going to pray real quick. Lord, we just declare increased boldness in your truth, God, that the backbone of steel that would be placed in Scott Alcorn and in his entire family, Lord, that you would put that in there and they would not be shaken. Where he would speak your truth with compassion and vulnerability and authenticity. He would be real. He would be joyful. He could be funny. He could just be who you've created him to be, God, but even turned up a notch, God. I pray that you give him increased boldness, God, to infect those around him with the love of Jesus Christ as he oozes it, God. I just pray that you would turn up the sprinkler, Lord, like he tells the kiddos, God, that you would just turn him on full blast as he's walking around the neighborhood's in his job, God, and I just pray that you would continue to bring him increase in and out of the job, God, in and out of the church. Lord, I pray that increase and blessing would fall on the Alcorn household, Lord, in a greater measure than they can even ask or imagine, far beyond what they can dream. God, I just pray that you bring your increase, that your joy and increase and boldness would fall right now. More, Lord Jesus, right now, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. In Jesus' name. Do your work, God. A birthday blessing right now. (laughs) Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
2: Thank you, God. Have your way, God.
5: We pray with big
3: expectation, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
2: Sprouting walnuts—that's cool. I feel like the Lord is saying to you, because you walk in humility. Ooh, He's multiplying your gifts today. Hallelujah. (laughs) Ooh. Hallelujah. Hmm. It's so awesome to see, Mm -hmm. from our perspective. Thank you. You do
3: what? Oh, (laughs) 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 I think I'm. No, this is for Tammy. So, Tammy, you are well suited um, because Scott can be who he is because you are who you are. So. As as Scott goes deep, you go deeper. As he goes high, you go higher. And as he grows wiser, you grow wiser. So it is because you two are rooted together. Um, he he has that um, that support, and um, you know where your you know where your well is dug, and and. You're just going deeper in it.
4: Just had a visual when she said that if you break open, if you break open the the shell to a walnut and you take a walnut out, are there not two halves? But they are together. You guys are the walnuts. You thought you were an alcorn, you know, but forget, forget that. Yeah. Some, some Somebody on a human level made that air. Walnuts. You guys are just together as one. That's what I saw when she was praying that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's one
2: thing we love about it, too, and when you're up and you're speaking, and Tammy's right by your side, that you guys are one. Yeah. We love that. Yeah.
6: And for a time, I stepped away for a couple months for work-related stuff. But to come back, you guys... It, it, you're not stagnant. You're growing and both of you are developing and it's spreading among all of us. And boy, I just felt so lit on fire during worship today. I was like jumping out of my seat just about because things are happening. It might be not as fast as you want or as visible as you would like, but I see such a drastic change. And I talked to you about this last time I came in that from when, a couple months ago, till now, there's been a drastic shift of growth. And it's laying a foundation. So when God gives you more, the foundation is there. Just gonna keep building on it and building and building. He didn't make you a fly-by-night pastor. He gave you a cornerstone, didn't he? And that's what you're building on. So we're under a, a good foundation. I feel secure. I feel very secure here. And I thank you for that, both of you.
7: (sighs) So Amy, I actually have something for you. So we were driving home last night, and um, we were listening to worship sets. And at the end, I was like, that voice sounds familiar. And I was like, is that Havila?" Scott's like, yeah. Do you know who Havila Cunnington is? But every time I heard her voice, I was seeing you. And I feel like you kind of have that same heart that she has, where you're, you can boldly speak to people, and they'll receive it, and you can, like, cut to the, the core of what's really going on. So I just want to release that anointing to you, that God is going to broaden your sphere and... You're going to step into a new level of authority, and I already see that happening, and so we just release that to you, and that God will use you however, however he wants, but I told, I kept saying that, that's Amy, and he's like, yeah, you're right, (laughs) so yeah, so anyway.
4: Got to
0: get used to the new gadget. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely could just feel a yes with that. And, you know, Havilah is a very strong prophetic voice, and I feel like God's going to, like, more than activate it in you, I think he's going to just really, like, release a powerful anointing because you hear him in a unique way. We all each uniquely hear him. I feel like he's going to just expand it. He's going to give you pictures. He's going to give you visions. He's going to give you uh, scriptures. He's going to highlight things over people for you, and you're going to, like, call the gold out of people. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. Oops. Sorry, guys. Open this thing up. We're not going to do a whole... Whoa, I'm humming over here. I'll skip this <clears throat> um Let's just keep having fun. Thank you guys for, I feel like like almost overboard honored. Like, I'm learning how to just receive things like this, okay? But it's really difficult. I'm like, as you guys are praying for me, I looked up in my heart and I could see him, I could see my father laughing. Like, ha ha, ha ha ha. Yeah. He thinks it's funny. So I'm just like you're, you're awesome. <clears throat> so I'm gonna have to soak all of that stuff up and go back and listen to everything you guys said. But I have some words for some of you guys. Um, you didn't make Amy stand up. Oh. Are Are you guys okay if we if we have somebody? Stand, well, well, no, I have another. <laughs> oh, yes. Do you need to stand up and get up into the cloud real quick and then? <laughs> Am I hard to hear? This is what I'll do. I'll just hold it close to my mouth. If I can find the clip, clip it on my lip. I'll, I'll pierce my lip. I'll get a lip ring, and then I'll just pierce it there and bobble around while I'm talking. <clears throat> um, so, Landon, I won't. Do you want to stand, or do you? Are you okay with that, or do you? No. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Stand up. So I'm going in reverse order here. I have four different people in this room that were highlighted, but you were highlighted at the end of worship. And I looked up your name and it it means long hill and a ridge. And it was as if I could see you like back in the colonial days with a, a telescope and you were scoping out the territory. And I... I just feel like God wants you to know that His grace over your life, He's going to walk you up to the top of the hill. He's going to walk you out to the ridge and He's going to show you things through that telescope. He's going to give you sight and He's going to give you vision. I think that's all I had on there was that, but I just saw that picture almost like a a captain of a ship looking out across the water, but you're on the ridge. You're scoping out the territory. You're seeing the enemy's territory, and you're knowing where the plunder is at, and God's going to lead you into that place, and he's going to show you where the reward is. Yeah. So I just bless you with that. I don't know if that means a whole lot, but, but there's something on you. God has something on you <clears throat> regarding vision, being able to see, see far. So bless you. land surveyor yes yeah yeah it's definitely in a warrior type of setting like battle military yeah so I'm going to pray about that one some more and I'm going to just ask God to develop that and maybe in the days ahead give you something with your parents aside or maybe I don't know we'll see Justin Justin can I give you a word? Can I, can I share what God was highlighting over you? <clears throat> it's up to you. You don't have to. So, oh, you're going to do it? <laughs> By the way, welcome home, Justin. Yes. It's like a homecoming. We miss you. And everyone's happy to see you. And there's some new people here that you've yet to meet. And, yeah. So this is what I uh, heard for you. Um, you know, you probably have looked your name up before. Have you looked up your name before to see the, excuse me. Your name means just, fair, so just, you are just, you are fair and righteous. Your name is not an accident. Your name was intentional. Your mother may not have understood the meaning of your name, but your father in heaven knew the meaning of your name when it was given to you. And you have been marked with justness, with fairness, and righteousness. God says, You are just, you are fair, and you are righteous. That is who you are. That's what He says. Who are you going to listen to? He loves you so, so much. His heart for you is so huge. He's watchful over you. Even when you couldn't see him or find your way to him, he was making a way. He says, welcome home. In my house, I have a room for you. And I see over you, this is what I was seeing over you. Kindness, patience, endurance, deep discernment, and high-level intelligence. So I just bless you with that, my friend. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good word right there. (laughs) Dale, yes, it's your turn. You wanna stand? (laughs) Do I really need to hold this that close? I feel like it's getting almost too loud. Okay, I'll just keep it here. I can't remember if this is the meaning of your name or not, but I have man of peace. Now, this is what I was actually just hearing over you, that you're a man of peace. Yeah, that's right. Your name meaning is Little Valley. And so I asked God, what does that mean for him? Man of peace who walks through the valley of darkness like it's just a little valley. Your deep, darkest times, where others might be like, wow, you got some big stuff ahead of you, to you it's nothing because you have confidence. I'd see confidence over you, confidence in the goodness of God leading you all the days of your life. And I was reminded of Psalm 23. He's preparing a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He's not ashamed to call you his son. You have a place at his table. Not the kids' table, the adults' table. And so I, and then I had a picture of you sitting in a wine cellar. I know you guys like wine. You guys like go to, go visiting wineries and sampling the wonderful fruit juices of creation. <clears throat> and I just see you sitting with Jesus in a wine cellar. And he has wine that he's poured for you to receive. And he just wants to have a glass with you. That's, that's, that's who he is to you. He's like the best, best friend you could ever have. And he wants to meet you in that, that place. He wants to have a glass with you. And he wants to tell you what he thinks about you. So be blessed with that. <laughs> Everybody okay? I only got what, 30 more of you? No. Aha, last but not least the lion of the tribe of judah would you stand my friend we all know what your name means it means praise there is something on your life you were cut from a cloth when i see your mom and your dad and i know the heritage you have You were cut from the same cloth. The things that you see in your parents, the boldness, the voice, the authority, that is what is your inheritance. You're gonna walk in that same authority. But this is what I have for you. Boldness like a lion. The cloth you were cut from is powerful. It is powerful. Heritage of worship, and a powerful voice. A voice that brings conviction. See, the enemy wants to try to silence your voice. The enemy wants you to think that you're not significant, that you should just follow. Follow the easy way. But God has a high road for you to walk on. A voice that brings conviction, not condemnation. It speaks to the heart, but it doesn't make people feel ashamed. That's the voice he's given you. I see joy over you. Like I could just see joy. The joy of the Lord is your portion. He has joy for you. He has joy unlimited. And he's going to be pouring that over you in the days ahead. Joyful praise that's gonna break the yoke of heaviness. Do you think of eggs when I say yoke? Because kids probably think the yoke, the big yellow. A yoke is like a big thing that they put over the neck of the animals to make them pull the plow through the field. People carry yokes, they carry backpacks invisible junk that's on their backs and their shoulders, not just older people, but younger people too. And God wants to use your voice to break that. He wants to use the joyful song that you're going to sing. You may not sing it over them, but he's got something for you that he's going to let flow through you. That's going to break that yoke. So be blessed, my friend. You guys okay? So that was that. I feel like this thing keeps wanting to uh, take off like a UFO. It's humming. You want to clip it? There. Is that okay? I'll try to just talk loud. Since you guys said that my whatever inside of me is going to increase. So today's the day. Last year I had a good word because I was turning 50. That God, it takes 25 years for an oak tree to To bear its fruit. So 50 would be a double portion. And I've been asking God about that. And he showed me something this week that definitely speaks to what you guys were speaking over me. So I received those words. I felt like he told me that he has to put me into a a higher level right now. Because of what he wants to do, not because of me. Like he can't wait for me just to get it all right and be perfect. And I have to struggle with that and ask him, so what does that mean? And, and we'll go, I will go through that stuff in my walking with him. This is what I think we should kind of end our morning with. Again, thank you guys for blessing me so much with so many words. I feel very encouraged. Let's do this. This is church. Tammy's mom's not here, so I can't joke about, well, we haven't gotten into the Bible yet. I do that because she's a woman of the word. She loves the written word of God and has devoted herself to reading and chewing on and meditating that written word since she was very young. And so a lot, of, a lot of people who've grown up in that environment where, where church is like, that is what we do. We need to be in the word. So I, I'd like to joke with her a little bit about that occasionally and just say, well, we should actually look at a scripture. So we are going to look at one scripture. But before we do that, let's see, how do I want to do this? Let's go ahead and, I want you to go ahead and play that Havla Cunnington clip. And I think that this is, not just for Amy, but this is what Tammy was hearing for you. She was hearing your voice.
8: And what I I want to talk about for just a second, you know, when I was 17 years old, I went to a little town called Weaverville, California. And when I went there, I uh, was a teenage girl just coming out of high school, and I met this mechanic named Chris Vallotton. Now, we didn't know each other at the time, but as we sat together, I spoke at the youth group that evening. We went to a pizza parlor. I think it was probably the only pizza parlor in Weaverville. But as I sat there, Chris and I began a conversation. And you know, Chris, he gets into your business very quickly. And um, he was like, what's going on with you? Who are you? And so I kind of began to explain. And he said, you know, "What, what was it like growing up? And I said, you know, I grew up in a great family, but I had some learning issues, some severe learning issues that I've struggled with and I'm really walking out of right now. Like I'm, I'm really working towards freedom in that, in that area. And he said to me, gosh, you seem rather intelligent. (laughs) I grew up in a beautiful home, nobody ever looked at me and said those words. When that word was said, it changed my life. And I remember Chris goes on, she goes on to eat and I am bawling. <laughs> and this pizza parlor because I'm having a moment and what I've found in our own lives is that we will always be faced with two narratives. We will always be faced with and we will always be faced with truth. And fact isn't something that we ignore. That's delusional. But fact, but truth is when we don't allow fact to have its final word over our lives. And what I think tonight, I think what God is inviting us into as our final night, and Lisa will bring it home and she'll seal this with a bow, but. What I really believe tonight is that the Holy Spirit is putting before us two narratives. I think about Deuteronomy 30, 19. He says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today. I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, you shall choose life in order that you may live and your descendants each day. And he says this, each day we have a narrative, a narrative of life and a narrative of death. And what I think is when you go home to your nation, to your city, to your church, to your family, every single day you will not have this environment, but what you have will is two choices in front of you. And am I gonna bow down to fear? And am I gonna bow down to the battle? And am I gonna bow down to what people said about me and believed about me and accused me of? And and told things about me or am I going to believe the truth of what God says about my life, what He's doing in my family, what He's doing in my kids, what He's doing in my marriage, what He's doing in my church, what He's doing in my city, what He's doing in my nation and you know what? When you begin to partner with truth, something supernatural happens in your life and God begins to extend grace where you had no grace and it begins to take the shackles off of our own fear and unbelief and it begins to give us freedom into a new place here's what I want to say. You do, listen, no one is going to have faith for you. No one can believe truth for you. You have to do that yourself. And so as we begin to sing this for a minute, I want you to unlock that narrative of truth over your life. And I want you to begin to declare it over yourself, over your body, over your mind, over your family, over your marriage, over your city, over your church. And you go, but I'm not, I mean, I'm just somebody. No, no, you are a son and a daughter of God. And when you speak, heaven listens.
0: two narratives. There's fact. There's facts that we can't ignore. We all have the facts. And then there's the truth. God is the, the God who calls those things that are not as though they are. He says who you are. When Jesus taught us to pray How did he teach us to pray? Who who did he say we should address our prayer to? Our Father. Not our Master. Not our great God Almighty. Although that is also who he is. Our Father. He birthed you into this world. He was in that room. He was in the delivery room. He was in that room when I was being born 51 years ago. I got a glimpse one time of his hands pulling me into the world with the doctor's hands. And I know that he was there with you at the same time when you were being born. And he was speaking over your life. He was speaking destiny. He was speaking... His dream over you. The facts may not look like it's lining up to what he had said on your very first day, but he is still calling each one of us into that place of who he says we are. He says, You are a son in my family, you are a daughter in my family. I don't create junk. Sin is not going to identify you now as who you are. I dealt with sin on the cross. Jesus came and rescued you from that. He paid the price. He washed your sins away. There is now no sacrifice needed any longer for sin. It is finished. What Jesus did on the cross was the final word. His blood has washed it away, and he has credited to you by faith, just by simply trusting him. He has credited to you complete righteousness. He says, you are righteous. You have a good name, Justin. Just, true, fair, and righteous. And he says that over every one of you. I dare you to exaggerate the good things that he would say over you. Who are we listening to? So we are establishing a foundation. We've been establishing a foundation as a new church. We are establishing in this church that we would be an apostolic prophetic church. That we would have an apostolic nature to us or an apostolic vein, if you will, and a prophetic vein. Apostolic basically just means seeing the blueprint of heaven, seeing that kingdom, what it looks like there, and wanting to see it established here on the earth. Just like Rome had an apostolic people that would go into new territories and they would try to make it look like a Roman place. They would try to Romanize a new territory. Being an apostolic people is just seeing what heaven looks like and bringing that into earth. Seeing the things that are wrong here, the things that the devil... Has twisted in people and bringing the kingdom into that place and untwisting it, making it beautiful again. And being prophetic. So, we are an apostolic and a prophetic people. Being prophetic just means hearing God's voice, hearing what He says. What does He say about you? What was He saying about me when I was walking down that road at age 16, high on LSD? holding a boombox like a retard. That's what we did back then. <clears throat> holding my boombox, blasting Slayer or whatever satanic metal and looking at that, that wooden stick on top of the church and doing that. What was he saying about me then? Even while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. God so loved me, he so loved you that even while you were a, a schmuck, a filthy, at your worst place in life that you could ever imagine, the grossest, wickedest thing that you could ever do as a sin, even in that place, as a dad over creation, he still loved you and still loves you. Enough to send Jesus to take away your sin, to take away your punishment, to remove your guilt and your shame. And all he says to people is just come to me. Come to me walk with me, come into a relationship with me through my son, through Jesus. Let me speak over you what I say. Let me tell you who you really are, who you were born to be. And so being a prophetic people, having a prophetic culture, we no longer look at people according to the flesh. And God is gonna teach us, he's gonna help us. He's gonna train us to have eyes for people, to see what he sees. They may not be there yet, the fact is the fact, what is the truth? What is, what is he saying over them? So that's the journey we're on, is learning. It's so true when we've heard it over the years and we've believed it, that this is not about religion. It's about a relationship. He wants to walk with us in an intimate relationship where you know him as your father, where Jesus is your big brother. The Catholic Church used to bug me when I heard that. I had some Catholic friends, and they would pray this thing Jesus, our big brother, or our brother. No, not big. They were like, Jesus, my brother. And that just settled weird with me. I was like, my brother. But Hebrews chapter 2 tells us he's not ashamed to call us brothers and sisters. He wanted to bring us to the Father. Anyway. Why don't you guys stand up? Because we need to be done. God wants to release a measure of his spirit into the ears and eyes of your heart. When you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes and unites himself with your spirit. Your inner man, the ghost that lives inside of your flesh and blood body, your sack of flesh that you drag around everywhere you go, flesh and bones, there's a ghost, there's a spirit person living inside of you that one day will come out of that body when that body can no longer hold it. When your body ceases to keep clicking away with every beat of the heart, you will come out of that body. But when you get born again, when you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and unites himself with your spirit. And the Spirit of God wants to reveal to your inner man or woman the deep things of God, the things that that God says and the things that he sees, he wants to show us. So let's just pray. Let's pray for that. Let's pray that God would, would help us in that, that we would hear and see. Just like Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. Jesus was about the work of the Father. He spent intimate time with the Father. He would go to those lonely places and pray and commune with the Father. And then he would go, and he would do miracles different every time. He didn't heal the same blind eyes the same way. Sometimes it was spit. Sometimes it was his thumbs. Sometimes he'd stick his fingers in deaf ears. Sometimes he'd just say the word. He always did what he heard the Father say and saw the Father doing. And he's inviting us to become like him. That we would be like Jesus in the earth. That we would hear the voice of the Father. So this morning, Father God, we just present ourselves to you once again. And we say, ignite the part of us that needs to be ignited. Spark to life. Breathe new life into the spirit person of each one of us. Holy Spirit, come and illuminate our eyes and our ears, the ears and eyes of our inner man, or inner woman, that we would see with our spirit, that we would hear with our heart, that we would be able to fix our eyes on things above, not on earthly things, but we would be able to fix our eyes on things above, on Jesus, that we would be able to lock our eyes on King Jesus, who is seated right now in the heavenly places, And who, by your word, you tell us that we are seated with him there, right now, in this very moment. We lift our eyes, God, and we say, ignite our vision to see. And ignite our ears to hear. If anyone in this room needed their deafness to be healed, God, we pray that would be the place where deafness would be healed. That our deaf ears, our our dull hearing, would become sharp. So this morning, we just say, let our ears become sharp to hear your voice. Your sheep know your voice, and they will not follow a stranger. We want to hear you, Lord. We want to know what you think about us. We want to remind ourselves, and we want to remind others around us what you say about them. That you're not a failure. That you're not weak. That sickness is not your portion. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Father, we just want to speak your truth. We want to declare what you say. We want to partner with heaven and declare the things that are spoken in heaven and bring them here into the earth. Father, I pray that you would awaken every person in this room to who you say they are. That you would stir them to their identity. That they are not just a wandering result of of becoming a an amoeba in the ocean and then an ape on the earth and then now you've evolved to a human. God, I pray that you would awaken every person in this room to their extreme and unique value and identity. That you knit each person in this room together in their mother's womb. That you were there at their birth. That you were delighting over them, that you are dreaming over them, that even now today you sing songs over us. The heart and the song of heaven is still being sung over us. So awaken us to your voice, we pray. And Jesus, we just want to see you get your full reward of your suffering in our lifetime as the clock keeps ticking and darn it, we had it jump forward an hour today. Why? We don't know, but it's just how it is. It's stupid. But God, we say redeem the time, redeem the hours. We want to burn the rest of our lives. Some of us got a lot of time before us and some of us don't have quite as much. But we want to burn for you. We don't want to burn out. We want to blaze for you to the end. We want to be so close to your mouth, to your voice, that the veil is so thin between heaven and earth that when we do cross over, we'll see your face. See your face, the one who we've heard and speaking all those times, and then we'll finally see you face to face. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we're not a waste of creation, we're not a waste of your artistic tools, but you place a high value on every single one of us. Because of that, because of who you are, we just say we love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. And we just surrender all that we are to you. In Jesus' name.